Welcome to the Central Alabama High School Sports Show podcast brought to you by Andrew Sports Medicine, Lander Frost, Hamburger Heaven, Huffman Electric, and State Farm. Hello again, everybody. I'm Snappy Lancaster. Welcome you to another edition of the Central Alabama High School Sports Show. Today we'll be coming to you from Bessemer Academy, where we'll be visiting with a couple of coaches, some of their players. And uh, folks, before we get into the, our first guest, you know, this is a very important part of the school year, especially for basketball players, both boys and girls. And I'm telling you what, we've got quite a few teams, the final four, uh, is coming to the Jefferson Civic Center this week and starting tomorrow. And um, we've still got Hoover, Mountain Brook, and 7A boys, Pinson Valley, and 6A boys, and in 5A boys, Winona, Ramsey, and Centerpoint will all be trying to come home with a championship trophy. On the girls' side of it, Hewitt Trustful and Hoover are still in the Final Four. Uh, no uh, girls' teams in Class 6A, but in Class 5A, Ramsey will be competing. So, folks, that gives you an idea of just how many schools here from the Birmingham area have a chance to win championships. But... Um, there's something that's already happened, and there's been a championship won, as this trophy would indicate here. We'll be talking about that in just a few moments. But a very important part of the season, championships to be won. Well, we're going to be talking to some championship coaches and players when we come back. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, our first guest, don't you go away. You can catch our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also visit us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to our platforms. If you have an idea for a show topic or would like to be a sponsor, please email us at castbshow321 at gmail.com. Land of Frost Premium is America's best-selling one-pound daily pouch, now available in 12 delicious flavors, including new flavors of muskeet turkey and cotto salami. High school athletes across the country ask for Land of Frost by name. These great items are available at your local grocer, including Piggly Wiggly, Food Giant, Western Supermarkets, and many more. Land of Frost also makes other varieties of lunch meats, including deli shaved bristro and sub-sandwich kits. Land of Frost is a proud sponsor of youth sports as well. At Andrew Sports Medicine, we partner with our patients, trying to help them overcome the obstacles that keep them from achieving their goals. This practice aggressively pursues victory over injury, over pain, over limitation, over, over anything that's gonna keep you from being the best you can be. It starts with our non-surgical physicians who are trained in sports medicine, orthopedic injuries. Uh, we have specialists in sports medicine, with shoulders, elbows, and knees. We have hip specialists that do uh, only hip surgery, including arthroscopy, minimally invasive resurfacing, and total hip replacement if needed. We have joint replacement surgeons. We have spine surgeons. We have surgeons that specialize in foot and ankle surgery and in hand surgery. So just about all the specialties of orthopedics are covered in injury sports medicine. What makes the great surgeons great is their volume of experience at making decisions, whether that's intraoperative decisions, post-operative decisions, pre-operative decisions, the decision to operate on somebody or not operate on them. And so our volume here breeds good decision-making that gives us an edge in terms of making decisions for our patients, which ultimately is a lot of times the difference between success and failure. The teams, the players, the parents have confidence in us because they know we're gonna communicate with them, we're gonna create a plan unique to that athlete or that person and we're gonna get them back to their, their thing as quickly and as safely as we can. At Andrew Sports Medicine, our mission is to partner with our patients and to help them succeed and, and achieve victory. Whether you're a weekend warrior, 
a grandparent with a shoulder problem or a professional athlete, you get the same care, the same high-level technology, the same uh, aggressiveness that we would in a professional athlete, and we, we treat everyone the same way. None of us like to lose. We're all very competitive, and we're not going to lose against their illness or their injury. And folks, welcome back. As you can tell, I've got my first guest with me. It's, a, it's a, a coach that's a championship coach. That makes it sort of a neat conversation we're going to have, Coach, because uh, trust me, not every coach that I sit down with wins championships, but that's what all of the gentlemen that are trying to, to do when they get out and get to the end of the season, it comes playoff time. Uh, but uh, Coach John Chris, we're talking about Coach, before we get into the conversation a little bit, uh, tell people that might be seeing you for the first time a little bit about your background and how you ended up here at Bessemer Academy. Okay. Um, uh, this is my ninth year coaching, my sixth year at Bessemer Academy. Um, I've had the privilege of coaching basketball here for six years. I've been the head varsity basketball coach for three years. Um, my first year as the head coach went to the Final Four. Um, last year we had a little bit of a of a decline, and then obviously this year uh, we won the state championship in 3A AISA. So, well, let me ask you, Coach, going going into this season, and like you said, you you had some pretty good teams in the past, and uh, this year you win it all. Going into this season, how did you feel about this team? Did you feel like that they were a team that had the capability of playing that well and having a shot at a championship? Uh, it doesn't sound like it was a rebuilding year at all. Well, uh, actually, it, it, it was a little bit snapper. Um, last year, we were 2-16. and 16. Uh, We finished this season 20-2. and two. Um, And really, the, the, the great thing about Bessemer Academy is how pieces get added all the time. Um, uh, the, the, the five gentlemen that are going to join us later, um, none of those five played with me last year. They were all new pieces to the puzzle. So what I had to figure out early on was how can I get all of them to buy into a culture? How can I get them to come together and play as one unit? And um, I did that mostly on the defensive end. Uh, you watched us play a pretty good yeah. bit, and uh, we played with a lot of defensive enthusiasm. Um, the way we pressured the ball, we, the way we guarded, and pretty much from day one, if you were going to play for me, you are going to have to be able to guard. Well, good so. defense, as the old saying goes, leads to offensive opportunities. Absolutely. And more of them. Absolutely. And uh, as the season got rolling, um, we had, I think, three or four practices before we played our first game. And we lost that one by about 20. And I remember going in the locker room after that game and telling the kids, it's not about where we start, it's about where we finish. And um, they started coming together every opportunity that we had, whether it was at practice or it was a game. Um, and it was just, it was really just a pleasure to sit back and just watch them play. Well, I think uh, every coach probably preaches this and feels this way about it. You want your team to peak come playoff time, whenever that is, whatever sport it is. Right. And sometimes there's peaks and valleys, sometimes you play well, and, and, and y'all had, you may have, have had some peaks and valleys in as far as how they were coming along and coming together, but the record doesn't indicate that it was a tough year, but you know different. There, there's a lot that goes on that people don't realize what it takes to get them to the point where you want them to be. Right, and you know, as far as throughout the season, we, we dropped the first game of the year, and then we lost the game at Tuscaloosa Academy. Um, a very hard-fought game for us, and I, I remember looking at all their faces after that game, and it was a look of, we don't really want to experience this again. No. And they realized what it was going to take to, to see us through to the end, and um, we ended up winning the region outright, which no. that we were ended up with an eight-day layoff before the Elite Eight. So that was hard getting them refocused and um, knocked some of the rust off against a quality opponent, which was Lee Scott and uh, roll into the Final Four and then the championship. Well, I know that, that every coach has his ideal way he'd like his team to play. And what I mean by that, what, what is your philosophy? Do you have a philosophy that you want to impose on the players, or is that limited to the talent you have and how there's compromise on, from both the players and the coaches sometimes? You're absolutely right. Um, I'm a big uh, advocate for uh, pressure defense. 
Uh, Bob Huggins is somebody that I really uh, look up to and admire as a coach. Uh, the way he coaches, the way that even when he was back at Cincinnati, the way his teams played. And I've had the privilege here at Bessemer Academy where we have a lot of hard-nosed athletes that will really get, get out and get after people and can transition the basketball. And um, that's a style that I've really catered to since I've been here. So I, I absolutely agree with you. It really comes down to the um, group of athletes that you have and well, what's going to give them the best opportunity to win games? And you know, one of the most successful coaches in the state of Alabama, of course, when it comes to basketball, Bucky McMillan at Mountain Brook. Yeah. Okay. And I have never seen a team, they, they play the 32 minutes of heck, and I'm saying it nicely, but that's because uh, they put so much pressure on you. I've seen their players, they, they go three or four minutes, and they got to get out because somebody, I mean, it's one end or the other. And they, you talk about the transition buckets, and it's and at crucial times in games, boy, that that can determine the momentum and who wins and who loses sometimes. So I think a lot of times, I don't care what sport it is, but uh, basketball is no exception. Uh, defense helps win games. If you keep a, another team down to a minimum, then you're always in that ball game. Absolutely. But but once again, too, and you made a very good point. It's about the personnel you have too, how the personnel fits to your system. And uh, did, did, did you have much of a problem with them buying in the way you wanted them to get to do it? Um, well, I changed some things throughout the summer. Um, any coach reflects on what didn't work last year and what will work this year. So the first thing that I did is I had them elect their team captains. I didn't choose them. I let them vote and I, I let them pick four. And those guys did a great job of holding people accountable. Uh, they were the first ones in drills. They were the first ones to talk, the first ones to uh, try to get people going in practice. And um, it kind of let me coach, and it let them somewhat dictate how the day was going to go. Uh, I was going to say, you know, one of the most important aspects of a team and how well they are or how they uh, play together is chemistry. Absolutely. And, and I, people don't realize this, but sometimes a coach is best friend when it comes to the chemistry or the kids on the team that, that you can depend on to keep people in line and, and play the way the coach wants you to play, do it the way the coach says it. And a lot of times those players, and I don't mean to demean your job at all, and you know I don't, help you tremendously if they can do that. Absolutely. Um, there were quite a few times this year where maybe the other team was on a run or we were having problems picking up fouls, which seemed to be an ongoing thing this year, um, where we'd have a timeout or something, and we'd have, we'd have a, a captain or just somebody on the team grab somebody up and say, let's go. Let's, you know, this isn't who we are. We're better than this. And usually they responded really well to that. Um, didn't usually matter how much I, you know, stomped my feet or, or got caught up in the game. There was always, you know, one of those guys to pull people in the right direction. Off, they were either on the bench, on the floor, um, well, I tell you what, the, the end result, and I knew, didn't realize the final uh, record. I, I knew it was a good one, 20 and 2. So there weren't many, like we talked about, peaks and valleys as far as wins were concerned. But peaks and valleys in, as far as you getting the guys to be the kind of, not only people, but players you want to be in your system. Absolutely. But uh, a coach, you couldn't have done it any better because when it ends up with a championship, that just means that you're just doing something right. I appreciate that. And the team was listening, but uh, uh, we just wanted to congratulate you and we wanted to come by and uh, recognize you for the fantastic job you did. Look forward to talking with some of your athletes. And now uh, the only thing you got to worry about is there's this little word called repeat. <laughs> and so <laughs> uh, don't mean uh, to put anything on your shoulders or any burden like that, but... Uh, you oh, know, not and, at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, but repeats happen. But that's what you hope for. The first one, you know, uh, it had to be awfully good. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, the second one probably would be just as good or better, right? Uh, I sure hope so, yeah. <laughs> but, Coach, once again, congratulations on an outstanding year and a job well done that culminated in a championship. That's the best you can do. All right. Thank you very much, Snapper. And we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, five gentlemen, very instrumental in the championship run that the uh, Bessemer Academy Rebels had this year. We'll be right back. Don't you go away. At Andrew Sports Medicine, we partner with our patients 
trying to help them overcome the obstacles that keep them from achieving their goals. This practice aggressively pursues victory over injury, over pain, over limitation, over, over anything that's going to keep you from being the best you can be. It starts with our non-surgical physicians who are trained in sports medicine, orthopedic injuries. Uh, we have specialists in sports medicine with shoulders, elbows, and knees. We have hip specialists that do uh, only hip surgery, including arthroscopy, minimally invasive resurfacing, and total hip replacement if needed. We have joint replacement surgeons. We have spine surgeons. We have surgeons that specialize in foot and ankle surgery and in hand surgery. So just about all the specialties of orthopedics are covered in injury sports medicine. What makes the great surgeons great is their volume of experience at making decisions, whether that's intraoperative decisions, post-operative decisions, pre-operative decisions, the decision to operate on somebody or not operate on them. And so our volume here breeds good decision-making that gives us an edge in terms of making decisions for our patients, which ultimately is a lot of times the difference between success and failure. The teams, the players, the parents, have confidence in us because they know we're gonna communicate with them, we're gonna create a plan unique to that athlete or that person, and we're gonna get them back to their, their thing as quickly and as safely as we can. At Andrew Sports Medicine, our mission is to partner with our patients and to help them succeed and, and achieve victory. Whether you're a weekend warrior, a grandparent with a shoulder problem, or a professional athlete, you get the same care, the same high-level technology, the same uh, aggressiveness that we would in a professional athlete and we, we treat everyone the same way. None of us like to lose, we're all very competitive and we're not going to lose against their illness or their injury. And this will be your premium right here. Sorry to interrupt, I just want to say I combined home and auto with State Farm. Saved 760 bucks. Love this guy. Okay, does it bother anybody else that the mime is talking? Freaky! Bundle home and auto, and you could save 760 bucks. That's 760 very good reasons to call Alan Gurdot in Trussville today. And folks, welcome back. And as you can tell, I got five outstanding young athletes here, and they're championship athletes. Uh, come away with the 2018 uh, 19 championship basketball trophy and sitting closest to me is someone I know a little bit better than I know the other guys. Happens to be my grandson, Preston Jones, and Preston shooting guard, right? Senior. All you guys, if I'm not uh, mistaken, are seniors, right? Oh, no, no, they're oh, That's absolutely correct. No, we got a baby here. Uh, Michaela Overton, senior, you're a power forward, right? And then um, uh, Josh McMillan, junior. Okay, and a point guard. And then behind, uh, sitting behind him or beside him is Tyree Ragland, a junior center. Yes, sir. Oh, and finally, boy, this is something to swallow. You, didn't, you got a little brother in the eighth grade who was playing with big brother. That's, yes, that's something. <laughs> LT Overton, uh, like we talked about LT, the younger brother, your position is a small forward. Okay, and an eighth grader. Boy, are you gonna try to win four or five in a row. I know the coach will be looking for you to help him out there. Uh, Preston, we'll start with you. Um, going into this season, you're a newcomer to the team. Talk about, from your perspective, uh, the transition that happened for you here at the school and also with your teammates. Um, the, transition, the transition was pretty easy, actually. I mean, the teachers and students and faculty and everything was pretty really welcoming. And, um, I mean, I feel like I was at home as soon as I got here. I mean, I felt like a part of the family, so it was a pretty easy transition to make. Well, how long, and I know the record would indicate one thing, but when you start off, you don't know what it's gonna be like. How long did it take you to figure out that, that maybe you and your teammates uh, could have a pretty special year if everything went well? Uh, pretty early on, actually. I mean, after the first couple of practices, I mean, as fast as we were coming together, team chemistry-wise, and the athletes we had and talent we had, I could tell we had a pretty good year coming ahead of us. So. Good. Well, McKay, you're a senior. You've been in the program. How many years you played here? Um, this is my first year. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Now, see, that's another thing. That's two starters from that weren't there last year. Well, what was the biggest um, uh, adjustment for you uh, as far as to a new team? Well, when it comes to adjusting, um, really. Uh, when it comes to the school, everybody is just um, nice. It's just everybody's nice, and um, 
<laughs> it just, they, it's really easy when it comes to um, everybody, because everybody works together and nobody's tried to bring anybody down, nobody's tried to talk you down, so. When you got the same goals, it's sort of easy to head in that direction, well, isn't sure. it? And uh, Josh, you're an 11th grader. Yes, um, now you're, you're the point guard, which almost means like, uh, I'll use a football term, you're the quarterback out there. A lot of things that happen start through you. Um, how many years have you been playing on the basketball team? Uh, this is my first year. It's the first year too, goodness gracious. Boy, when y'all started gelling, y'all meant business, didn't you? <laughs> and uh, I tell you what, Tyree, now you are a, a junior center. Was this your first year too? Yes, sir. My gracious alive. <laughs> now what number did you wear? 34, right? Yes, sir. Who's your favorite basketball player? Um, probably Magic Johnson. Well, that, that's a pretty good one. Let me tell you who you reminded me of, okay? You may not remember this guy, but I'm sure you do, Charles Barkley. Yes, sir. When I saw 34, I said, this boy means business. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, what about you? Uh, how was it gelling with your new teammates? Was it hard, or, or did it take a little while? Mm, it didn't take that long. Um, well, the common goal, I guess, too, of an athlete is winning. Yes, so that's what you, you try to do, you know. And so uh, the cohesiveness that you develop depend, makes a lot of difference in how far you can and can't come. LT, uh, now being an eighth grader, uh, what did, was there any kind of pressure on you or nervous? Or did you start out as a starter almost right off? Yes, sir. You did? The, let me ask you this: Being an eighth, you participate in any other sports? Uh, yeah, I play football too. You do. Yes, what position you play there? Defensive end. De defensive end. Yes, you can smack people around a little bit, huh? <laughs> Did it surprise you uh, how successful early on you and your teammates were? Uh, yeah. Um, I couldn't say it like, really surprised me because I saw like in the beginning how we started building team chemistry after the first couple of games. Yeah, okay. Now, now, Preston, I know two things about you guys before y'all even sit down. One, I know you're pretty smart because if you don't qualify in the classroom, we don't make it to the basketball court, right? So, Preston, I know you practice hard. I know y'all play hard. Now, what I want to know, and I don't know everything. You might tell me something new today. What do you do, Preston, to unwind with what little free time you have? It takes the pressure away from the pressure of the basketball court in the classroom. Uh, when I'm at home and stuff, I just kind of hang out with friends, hang out with family. Just stuff to take my mind off sports, I guess. Or, and like in my free time, I'll go work on getting some shots up, swing some, hitting baseball too, because I play baseball too. So stuff like that. Just, yeah, okay. All right, how about you, Micaiah? Um, I like to do, I like to draw. You like to what? I like to draw. Really? Yeah, because when I go to college, I'm trying to be a graphic designer. Well, you know, that's, that's one question that I like uh, asking you athletes. Uh, first of all, uh, senior, right? Yes, you know where you'll be going next year? Um, Liberty. Really? Yes, sir, okay. I signed for football. You're going to do what now? Um, I signed for football. Really? Yes, oh, okay. Now, that was the university where Jeremy Monso, yes, you, you recognize that name, played basketball. Well, And, and so... Um, your football will be the sport you play there, right? Yes, sir. So when your playing days are over, if you don't end up in the NFL one day, yes, sir. Um, what, you want to do something that has to do with drawing? Or? Yes, sir. Um, I'm trying to make, um, be my own boss and run my own business. Oh, okay. Well, right. Okay. So now, now Josh, um, uh, you being an 11th grader, what do you do to, to sort of unwind from all that work from the classroom and the um, I actually go home, you know, probably talk to my parents a little bit, listen to music, uh, probably hang out with my friends and just have fun. Oh, okay. Uh, how about you, Tyree? Um, I just either go home or stay in the gym at the YMCA. Yeah. I'm going to ask you this question, too. When, uh, when you speak, do people listen? <laughs> okay, that, that gave me that answer. Yeah, I, I got a feeling that not, not many people talk back. Uh, okay. Uh, now, LT, you got a lot of growing to do. So what what do you do uh, with, with that free time? Uh, I would like, I'll probably go home. Uh, I'll, it's, it like depends on what I'm doing that day. Like I'll yeah. go, 
Like, do you mean on the weekend? <laughs> I mean anytime, yeah. yeah. So on the weekend, you just cut loose, huh? I'll like go to the gym, lift weights, work out, like get shots up because I have AAU season and I got to stay focused on that. Or I'll go home, relax, make sure like I do my stretches or I'll have chill time, make sure I'm on the phone, <laughs> talking, like talking to people. Yeah. Or I'll spend time with friends. Well, I tell you what, guys, um, I don't care what you do. Uh, you're champions. That's something nobody will ever be able to take away from you. And uh, two or three of you guys here, three of you, you got a chance to win some more championships. And then Preston and Micaiah, y'all are off to school next year. And uh, I wish you all the luck in the world. And the last question I got to ask you, and um, I'm always interested in what young athletes have to say and, and we'll start with you LT to this point in your life who's been the most inspirational person or persons um I'd say JJ Watt I've been like doing research like he's just been the person I've been looking at yeah ever since he was young you know he'll I'll, I'll look at what he's been doing to get better and I'll you if know, you can play better. if you can play just that close to what he plays you're going to be successful, right? Yes, Outstanding athlete. Um, how about you, Tyree? Who's um, been the most inspirational person? Draymond Green. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Just because he's very vocal and the leadership that he shows on the court every, every night is very inspirational. And you know what? Uh, the people that are vocal and help you in that area, um, they're some of the ones that, that can give you the best advice too and back it up and, and it helps to make you a better person, a better player. Okay, how about you, Josh? Um, probably my parents, you know, I always looked up to them. Like how my, they always have this work ethic to them, just always doing stuff. Okay, and uh, how about you? Uh, I'd say my mom. Um, she always tells me not to ever give up and if I have a goal, make sure I um, succeed then. Get it follow through. Okay, Preston. Yeah, probably my parents too, because I mean, it's just stuff they uh, deal with every day, and the way they stay strong in their faith through the, all the times they have hard times they have to faith, and the good times and everything, and just how they always commit to 100 percent everything they do. Just really inspire okay, me. Preston. Well, let me tell you guys, there's one thing that that people can't take away from you now, and at least for right now, you can go uh, by and uh, tell these your friends. Strangers, it don't matter who it is, uh, uh, you go to school at Title Town. Y'all done won you a title. You can't ever take it away. Some of you might win some more. I hope you do. Preston, good luck to, to you and Makai and whatever y'all do in your endeavors in the future, okay? So, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We come back, another coach, more athletes. Don't you go away. We'll be right back. Next time you need electrical work, whether it be commercial or residential, you need to call Huffman Electrical Contractors. A company that's been in business for over 35 years, they've served clients not only locally in the Birmingham area and all over the state, but have clients outside the state of Alabama as well. Whether it's a new building or remodeling an older building or home, they can handle the job for you. Once again, that's Huffman Electrical Contractors. The number to call is 205-661-5005. That's 205-661-5005, where at Huffman Electrical Contractors, a satisfied customer is always their number one objective. And folks, welcome back. And in this segment, as you can tell, I got another outstanding coach up here with me from Bessemer Academy. And we're talking about Jeremy Brown. Coach, good to see you. Good seeing you. And for people that may be seeing you for the first time, Coach, tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up here at Bessemer Academy. Well, I, uh, I played baseball at Hueytown uh, High School. I moved on, played at the uh, University of Alabama for four years. And then uh, I played some professional ball for six years with Oakland Athletics. Uh, been a kind of a winding road for me to get back to school. Uh, 
after I quit playing baseball uh, professionally, uh, had another occupation, uh, ended up getting laid off, went back to school, uh, decided to uh, try to get my teaching certificate and uh, just finished up this year and I was able to, uh, this job came open and, and fortunately I was able to land it. Well, you know what, and, and I talk to people all the time about the fact that uh, uh, a lot of times people think coaches started out their career wanting to be a coach or that was always their goal or it happened early. But what I'm finding out by visiting with as many coaches as I have through the years, very few of them thought they'd be coaching. And some of the best in the business ended up being uh, real good coaches. So uh, you got into something that uh, one, I don't know before you got in how familiar you were with the coaching aspect of it, but baseball and being around it all those years had to mean a lot to you. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I love the game of baseball. Uh, I have a son of my own who I coach, and I love being around kids. I love teaching the game. And I, I just thought this was the perfect avenue to, for me to, you know, to continue my career. Well, now, now going into this season, how many years? This is my this first, year, first year, year at Bessemer Academy. Now, yes. is it your, it's not your first year to coach, is it? Uh, I, I volunteer coached two years oh. ago at Oak Grove, so this is my first real teaching and head coaching position. Okay, so now that that's interesting too. So uh, talk about that was quite an adjustment for you. Has it been thus far sort of what you thought it might be? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's things obviously that, you know, I wasn't expecting. That, uh, the baseball aspect of it, getting other kids is, has been great. Uh, as far as scheduling and uh, trying to deal with everything that goes along with getting ready to play has, has been uh, something that maybe I wasn't expecting. Right. Now, you know, I, I talk to coaches all the time about scheduling because most of them, regardless of what sport it is, uh, have the freedom to uh, create their schedule except for area games or whatever uh, that situation is for your school. But um, uh, are you one of these coaches, and I know you're just starting most of the coaches I talk with, I ask, I said, like, do, do you schedule teams, one, you think you ought to be, two, that you think are about as good as you are, or three, ones that it would be an upset if you beat them, but a big win for you? What's your philosophy on coaching, and are you restricted as far as who you can go out and, and Well, uh, obviously, we can schedule. only play AISA teams. Uh, the schedule is already created for this year. They do them in two-year increments, so... We already had a schedule to work off of. Now we added some teams uh, who are, you know, who will be a challenge for us to play against. Uh, my personal philosophy is the better teams you can play, right. uh, that's the only way you're going to get better. I don't think you get better by scheduling teams who you know you should beat. I think you should always be trying to play up or at your competition. Well, now let me ask you this, and, and it's sort of interesting because you're one of the few coaches that um, I've interviewed on, all through the years. That this is the first year you've ever coached. So talk about the situation now. You and teammates involved, whether it be college or pros, is one thing, but then you and young teenagers is something else. Talk about the challenge there. Has it been what little, what you're, you're just getting good and started? Uh, has there anything surprised you yet, or do you have any a set of... Uh, uh, a mindset of how you want to approach that relationship with those athletes. Well, sure. I come into the job open-minded. Uh, you know, I can learn as much from them as they can learn from me about about you know how to become a team, how to gel as a team. Uh, you know, I want my teams to be hardworking. Uh, I want them to be determined uh, and and mentally tough. And and that's something we've been kind of working on the whole time. And we're still coming together as a team. Uh, you know, we've only played five games. So, right. Uh, you know, and I think we're off to a good start. Well, I was going to say, uh, don't mean that ugly. With just five games under your belt, uh, I mean, I know you learn something every game, probably. Sure. But, but uh, so far, and, and and I mean, your record what right now? Four, four and one. Four and one. So I mean, you're off to a good start, positive start. So has there been anything that has surprised you about the team that it's better than you thought you would be this early? Uh, and and what, what are the biggest problems that lie down the road for you in year one? Uh, yeah, you know, like I said, we're still learning. Uh, we're still learning the kids. The kids are still learning us as far as how, you know, our approach to the game. Uh, I, I think they've competed at a uh, – they, they've really competed well, which is, has been very, uh, I guess, positive for me. Uh, you know, I, we don't really have to push them to, you know, get out there and compete their best. So. I've been excited about that for the first part of the season. What has been the most, maybe if, uh, this may be the wrong term to use, what's been the most surprising thing or, or the thing that uh, 
you thought, my, I didn't expect this, you know. Have well, you had one of those kind of moments? I, I haven't really. I mean, there's some things that maybe uh, you wouldn't think you might have to go over. Uh, or I was not coming in the job thinking, you know, I, I really probably wouldn't have to cover this, and then I've had to cover it, and, you know, we're not, well, I didn't, you know, I really didn't think I'd have to cover it, but, you know, you had to. Just something I, I thought would, would be normal that's, that hadn't been. Well, I guess from, from talking with you, this sounds like this may be the correct uh, statement to make. It may not be. But from what uh, you've seen, uh, and then you, you had to want to get into coaching or you wouldn't have got that degree. Is it something where you think just from this early stage of it that this might be something you look forward to doing a few years down the road? Oh, yeah, sure. I think this is uh... – this is going to be the rest of my career path. Uh, I, I'd hope to retire one day as a teacher and a coach. Uh, I, like I said, I love being around young people. I love coaching them and teaching them. Uh, hopefully one day I'll get to coach my son, yeah. you know, wherever that may be. You know? So hope that, that's that's my goal, to stay in it as long as possible. Well, I know you've only gotten in five games so far. Uh, what um, what has been the most pleasant surprise in, in the early season in the five games? And what has been something that uh, – you see, well, boy, we really got to work on this. Well, our, our pitch has been really good uh, in the first five games. Early in the season, you know, you really don't know what to expect. And I think our, our pitching uh, and our defense has been has been pretty good uh, starting out. Um, you know, we, we got a veteran group of guys. I got seven seniors right. uh, and, and several juniors. So, you know, they, they know how to handle themselves on the field. And, you know, so far the pitching and defense has been outstanding. Yeah, well, I was going to say, and two, that's probably two of the most important aspects a coach looks for. If, uh, if you can stop a team or you can make great plays in the field to end rallies or whatever, uh, the offense sort of will take care of itself. It'll either improve or it'll be an average or it'll be something you'll be working on all along. But the, the, baseball is no different than what other sports. The lower number of runs you give somebody, the better chance your team has to win. So, so right now, just from no longer, and you've been around them, y'all four and one. Do, do you think that um, maybe by the time that you get toward the end of the season, this team will develop into one that should make a playoff contender? Uh, yes, sir. I think we've got the pieces uh, to to make a run into the playoffs. Uh, you know, like I said, as long as we keep working hard, uh, you know, we got some very talented kids, we got veteran kids, and. As long as we keep working hard and getting better, I don't see any reason we shouldn't have a, have a chance. And, of course, the, one of the key um, uh, elements of it is your pitching. And so as we close this out, does, does the pitching look like something that it might get stronger as the season goes on and, and uh, it looks like a very positive for this team? Well, I think, I think right now we're still, you know, we, we have a couple guys who have stood out early. We have a lot of guys who can pitch. And so right now we're, we're just seeing who can do what. And I think – as the year goes on, we have a chance to have a very, you know, a lot of depth in that pitching staff to where we'll be able to use multiple guys in multiple situations. Well, I tell you what, like in, in almost anything, and you understand this, the first year is a very important one because for the simple reason, one, you, you're going to be finding out, that, yeah, this is really what I expected, what I want, what I look forward to doing. And uh, before this season's over, uh, I know that, I put no pressure on you, but that boy'd be nice first uh, year out of the box, come away with the championship. And uh, but that's the goal of every coach, too, right? Yes, sir. Yes, that's the goal. Uh, obviously, you know we want to come out and have a successful season. Uh, you know I want the kids to get better uh, as we go on. Uh, our ultimate goal would be to win state, uh, but our first goal would be trying to win our area and then moving on from there. Well, coach, well, I wish you all the luck in the world. You're at a fine school. And uh, hope you have many years and, and successful years. And uh, championships be won in baseball. Right? <laughs> Thank you, sir. And we're going to take a quick break, folks. When we come back, we're going to revisit some four uh, outstanding young athletes. Don't you go away. We'll be right back. And this will be your premium right here. Sorry to interrupt. I just want to say I combined home and auto with State Farm. Saved 760 bucks. Love this guy. Okay, does it bother anybody else that the mime is talking? Freaky! Bundle home and auto, and you could save 760 bucks. That's 760 very good reasons to call Alan Gurdow in Trustville today. At Andrew Sports Medicine, we partner with our patients, trying to help them overcome the obstacles that keep them from achieving their goals. 
This practice aggressively pursues victory over injury, over pain, over limitation, over, over anything that's gonna keep you from being the best you can be. It starts with our non-surgical physicians who are trained in sports medicine, orthopedic injuries. Uh, we have specialists in sports medicine with shoulders, elbows, and knees. We have hip specialists that do uh, only hip surgery, including arthroscopy, minimally invasive resurfacing, and total hip replacement if needed. We have joint replacement surgeons, we have spine surgeons, we have surgeons that specialize in foot and ankle surgery and in hand surgery. So just about all the specialties of orthopedics are covered in injury sports medicine. What makes the great surgeons great is their volume of experience at making decisions, whether that's intraoperative decisions, post-operative decisions, pre-operative decisions, the decision to operate on somebody or not operate on them. And so our volume here breeds good decision-making that gives us an edge in terms of making decisions for our patients, which ultimately is a lot of times the difference between success and failure. The teams, the players, the parents have confidence in us because they know we're gonna communicate with them, we're gonna create a plan unique to that athlete or that person, and we're gonna get them back to their, their thing as quickly and as safely as we can. At Andrew Sports Medicine, our mission is to partner with our patients and to help them succeed and, and achieve victory. Whether you're a weekend warrior, a grandparent with a shoulder problem, or a professional athlete, you get the same care, the same high-level technology, the same uh, aggressiveness that we would in a professional athlete, and we, we treat everyone the same way. None of us like to lose. We're all very competitive, and we're not going to lose against their illness or their injury. And folks, welcome back. As you can tell, once again, four outstanding young athletes. One you've already seen, of course, uh, mentioned this is my grandson Preston, who not only plays basketball, he plays uh, baseball. Uh, he, the, the football coaching would have liked to have had him out there uh, on the football field, but Preston, we didn't want to push the injury but right? Uh, that's one of the reasons, but uh, uh, all right, going into uh, this very quickly, uh, Preston, playing basketball, playing baseball, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Which one you like the best? Definitely baseball. Definitely baseball. Well, I know um, you haven't had a, a whole lot of time with your, with your new teammates and everything, but uh, you've had a little practice. You've had five ball games. Uh, what do you see out of this group? Do you think you got uh, you and your teammates can can make some more noise this year? I do. I thought we had a pretty solid team. I mean, we're pretty well well rounded. Had the pitching, hitting, uh, full of athletes. I thought we had a pretty good year. So. Okay. All right now. Uh, Landon, you're a senior. Yes, sir. Uh, how many years have you been playing baseball? Oh, uh, for about ten. Really? But how many years have you played here? Four. Really? Okay. All right. Going into this year, what this being your senior year, uh, what kind of expectations did you have not only for your team but for yourself? Uh, just to be the best we can be. Uh, come out, uh, work at, have strong work ethic. Okay. Uh, Alex, you're a senior as well. Yes, sir. And how many years you've been playing baseball? Um, I've been playing four years here. Really? Team total. You participate in any other sport? Um, football. Really? Yes, okay. Sir. What position you play in football? Uh, linebacker. Linebacker, yes, sir. So you like to hit people? Yes, sir. Rather than be hit. Okay. And um, uh, what what position you play? Um, third base. Really? Yes, oh, okay. Sir. All right. Now, uh, would you consider yourself a better hitter or a better fielder? Probably a better fielder, I'd say. In other words, you're pretty good at both of them, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Um, Rich, a senior as well. Yes, sir. What position do you play? Middle infield. Left field? Middle infield. Oh, middle infield. All right. Do you participate in any other sports? No, sir. Okay. Now, all you guys are seniors. I know, Preston, you're off uh, to um, Tennessee Martin to, to uh, your college, try to get your college degree. Landon, uh, do you know where you'll be going yet? That's no, where I'm undecided, yeah. Oh, okay. If you could go anywhere you wanted to, where would you like to go? Uh, probably to a junior college somewhere. Okay. Do you have any idea what you might like to do one day? Um, going to like coaching. Really? Teaching. Would you think you'd like to coach? Well, good, good. Uh, Alex, uh, how about you? Where do you think you'll be uh, going? I'm not sure yet either. Really? Do you know what you want to do yet? Uh, not really, not yet. No. I haven't decided. Well, that's all right. That's what four years of college are for. Yes, the 12 years of high school is just to get us ready for that, right? Yes, uh, Rich, how about you? I'm going to Tuskegee University to play baseball. Oh, okay. Well, good, good. 
All right, now guys, you know, the athletes, we're a funny lot. Now, 50 years ago, believe it or not, I was an athlete. That was 50 years ago. But uh, athletes, are we're a superstitious bunch sometimes. So with that thought in mind, uh, Rich, do you have any superstitions or is there anything you feel like you have to do to make you better or perform or whatever? Um, or are you just not a very superstitious guy? I'm not really, I'm not really superstitious. Really? I mean, well, well, before I go to bed, I use the same routine, but other than that, not really. Oh, okay. How about you, Alec? Uh, I'm not really superstitious either. Really? No, sir. Okie dokie. Now I know some Landon. Uh, I mean, I pretty much wear like same stuff every game, like as far as accessories and stuff. Yeah. Well, usually we feel like if we do what we think is going to make us a little bit better, it, it gives us an edge. Let me tell you the truth about superstitions. There ain't nothing to them. <laughs> you know why? Because your ability is going to determine yes, how well you do or don't. But it's nice to know up here, we think it will help us, right? Now, Preston, I never asked you that much about that, but do you have any superstitions? Uh, kind of. I mean, I just kind of try to follow the same routine before every game. Like, just whether it's listening to the same music, same warm routine, just same tape, I wear everything. So. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, what is your What's the favorite thing you like about baseball? What is the least favorite? Uh, on a favorite thing, probably just the adrenaline you get, like on in front of big games and stuff, or on game day, and just the on a getting played in front of a crowd and just having I got out there having fun, just being with a bunch of guys that I love being around and stuff. So it's probably one of my favorite things, and I really don't have a least favorite, honestly. I mean, I love just about everything about it. So. Okay, Landon, how about you? Oh. Uh, Probably just been around all the people that love the game as much as I do. Uh, my least favorite, probably, I, it's not really, I mean, I love the game. So. Okay, well, that, that's good. Alex? Uh, kind of what they said, just being around teammates and stuff, atmosphere. Uh, I don't really have a least favorite thing about it. I love it. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you this, and uh, Rich, uh, before I do that, uh, what you like, what you dislike? Uh, my dislike, I don't like being around players with bad attitudes. Like, I just don't like people with negative mindsets out there on the field. Well, see, that's what I like, a guy that speaks up and, and, and tells that there is some negative things sometimes. But um, we deal with those just like the positive, right? Um, so uh, when, and I don't know if you've seen other teams now, how many years, is this your first year here? This is my second year here. Second year here, okay. Is there a team on that schedule, when, when you saw the schedule come out, that you look forward to playing that team? Yes. Do, do you, uh, who would it have been for you? Um, I always like playing Tuscaloosa Academy, Otago Academy, Morgan Academy, and Glenwood Academy. They, they're some of the, what you call, tougher yeah, they're, they're, they're the better teams are gonna play. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Um, how about you, Alan? Uh, pretty much what he said. All them teams, uh, probably the best teams to play. Um, uh, Landon, one question I would ask you, because I talked to a lot of these high school athletes that are seniors, and when the, a lot of them have little kids that by the time they're seniors come up to them after games and, and uh, want to shake their hand and say, good game, all this kind of thing. But uh, if if a young um, uh, athlete came up to you, what would you tell him that why he should be wanting to maybe love to play baseball? Uh, it's just, it's like on the field, everybody around you is just great people and it's a great game. When I know, um, Preston, one thing um, that I've talked with athletes about as well is uh, playing at home and playing away. Do you feel like there's more pressure on you playing at home in front of a home crowd to win, or do you feel like there's less pressure when you go on the road, uh, or does it bother you either way? Honestly, it's about the same to me. I mean, it's it's, it's a game. I mean, the gratitude of the game is just about the same wherever you go, no matter if you're playing at home or if you're playing away. So, like, I mean, people, our home crowd can watch us at away games too. So it's about the same to me. So. Yeah, because I know I've talked to a lot of athletes, and uh, some of them. 
uh, feel like more comfortable, like there's less pressure when you play on the road because you want to win in front of your home crowd. How do you feel about that, Landon? Uh, I mean, I like playing at home with like good atmosphere. Right. I know we'll have people here away. You never know how many people are going to come to the game from your own school. Right. Uh, how about you, Alex? Uh, I think there's less pressure playing away. Um, it's just different than playing at home, I guess. Yeah, at home you almost feel like there's a little pressure on you because you want to win so bad in front of the home crowd. How about you, Rich? Uh, me, personally? Yeah. I don't feel pressure at home or away. But I like playing away games more because I like to go to somebody's place, take what they got, beat them. Yeah, in other words, you get a lot of that, the momentum you can have, you can take it out of the stands if you can dominate games and win them, right? Uh, one last question I want to ask you about the sports part of it. Who is your favorite baseball player? And we'll start with you, Rich. Who's professional baseball player you enjoy playing, watching play? Um, probably Jose Altuve. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a good one. Alex, how about you? Uh, probably Mike Trout. Yeah, now Trout's a, a really good one. Uh, Landon, how about you? Uh, probably Mickey Betts. Really? Okay. Preston? Uh, my, mine, I'm pretty sure retired last year, but Matt Holliday, I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he was a fine player, too. Well, listen, guys, I know um, you're off to a good start. And so, I think 4-1 right now, right? And so, uh, all we want to do is head down that direction. And I uh, hope you have a, a great um, a season and, and maybe challenge for a championship before the season's over with. The last question I got you, and we'll start with you, Rich. To this point in your young life, who's been the most inspirational person or persons? My dad. Okay, dad. It's always there, right? Yeah. Alex? Um, my parents. Okay. And uh, Landon? Definitely my parents. Well, I know the answer to that one for Preston, too. And uh, guys, I tell you what, um, you're off to a good start. Uh, the basketball team wins a championship. It'd be nice if the baseball team could follow that up, right? Yes, but listen, I wish you all the luck in the world, and all of you will be going off to school next year. Wherever you go, good luck. Maybe one of these days, be like Jeremy Brown sitting up here like the coach, and y'all will have kids play for y'all, okay? Yes, but good luck to you. Folks, we've had another great show, outstanding young athletes, a couple of great coaches. We'll do it again till next week. You know what the snapper always says? Bicycle. You can catch our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also visit us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to our platforms. If you have an idea for a show topic or would like to be a sponsor, please email us at castvshow321 at gmail.com.